Hey, you're listening to Apostates on the Fringe, a leftist atheist podcast super sponsored by the Atheist Society of Knoxville. We are your host. I am Dustin. And I'm Sam. I'm Alistair. Sam, what you got today? Is this the last of the uh, basic last bitch of beer? Basic. This is uh, That's not a bitch K- beer. It's just basic beer. Kentucky Vanilla Barrel Cream Ale? Vanilla Barrel Cream Ale? I don't, I don't think they, do they age vanilla in barrels or not really? Sounds good. I like <laughs> vanilla. How is it, though? That's not bad. It's not great. Yeah, my other one's a Tiny Bomb by Wiseacre. It's a good go-to beer. Uh, in honor of Marjorie Taylor Greene and the GOP party, I picked up Clown Shoes beer. Also, just like them, it tastes like shit. It's it, it's not good. Uh, so this is a one and done for me. Like I will I will obviously finish the beer. And it's eight percent. So it'll be like by the end of the episode, I'll be fine. Uh, but it's the pecan pie porter. It uh, looks like a porter with bourbon, vanilla, pecan pie flavor. And that's probably the bourbon that's probably doing it to me. But it is a high grab. It's not good. And it's a little thick. So I, I'm probably going to be clearing my throat and have to edit that shit out, which mm. is always, Sounds always. Sounds like it could be good, but. It's, it, I mean, you may like it. but Maybe. It's, it, it, it has that typical imperial taste. You know how like, I imperials like have that kind of. But so it is, it's a little it's a little thicker. I had been on so many light beers recently. It's just kind of a, I mean, it's, it's a shock to my to my taste buds to go back to a dark, thicker, thicker beer. But I couldn't resist when I saw Clown Shoes beer, given the the yeah, given the party's behavior this week. And I want to kick it off with something light. Um, now, our listeners, we had kind of teased it on our Facebook. Um, later today, we will be discussing some uh, toxicity within the atheism community. Um, it's it's not. Um, it does dawn on me that I do know the basically the analytics of the show. I know some people tend to dip out during some portions of the show and come back in later. We will be discussing that later, so do stick around for that because it's very important for some things we teased on the Facebook for some things that we had previously mentioned and suggested, some content creators and things like that. So, But first up, to, to, to keep the podcast uh, format true and correct, we're going to make fun of some GOP and laugh about it because they couldn't get over a fucking goddamn balloon. Oh, God. And it was Al and I's favorite thing, I think, for a while. I, okay. We are barely over a month into 2023, and we had memes of Marjorie Taylor Greene as... Pennywise. Yeah. And so, uh, like, yes, shit may get fucked up in the next two years, but we will fucking laugh on the way down. (laughs) Especially with with her appearances in some of these committees that she's been doing so far. Um, But, yeah, so over a balloon that they're like, the GOP lost their minds over. And they started tweeting, like, well, if Biden's not going to shoot it down, he doesn't have the gall to do that, then maybe, you know, the responsible gun owners will take it into their own hands. And you do the math on that. This this balloon that's at sixty thousand feet. I mean, this is twenty two to thirty thousand feet above the height that commercial aircraft fly. Like it's fucking up there. People were actually shooting at it, right? I, I'm sure. Sh- listen, <laughs> I'm sure someone fucking did. Like, someone there's, did. There's someone, someone did. <clears throat> more than one person did. But the thing is, bullets have a max height with no wind of like ten thousand feet, and that's best case scenario. The the, the other thing is that. Even if they did, even if they were able to hit it, this balloon is so fucking large, it wouldn't fucking matter. It's not going to pop like a latex balloon. And to give you an example, in 1998, in Canada, a weather balloon went rogue, a little bit larger than this Chinese uh, surveillance balloon. And they dispatched uh, two FA, uh, sorry, two uh, Canadian variants of the American FA-18 Hornet. And they fired over a thousand rounds at this balloon, hitting it many, many times. It was in the air for six more days, Sam. 
Six more fucking days, this thing was in the air. So you think your little fucking bullet that you've been to the range, you've shot paper targets before, I'm assuming. You see how small that actual bullet hole actually is when it hits that target. Like it causes damage in, in bodies when it kind of ruptures in there. Right. But bullet holes are tiny. And you see this 200 foot tall balloon and this tiny ass fucking hole. It's just going to be going for fucking like six days. But then again, you're still, you're still 50,000 feet from it. But what the other thing is that I, I laugh about this is that we were jamming the signal the entire time. And what we were doing was collecting counterintelligence over this. But they're, they're wanting him to shoot it over, America, over basically the continental U.S., you know, where people live. When we finally shot it down, do you know how large the debris path was? Seven miles. Seven miles of the debris path of metal, various things, the, the balloon Damn. itself. If they shot over the U.S., do you know how many flights are constantly going Jeez. to the United States? Like, they literally suggested doing this over U.S. soil when, like, we'll get it when it's safe to yeah. do so. Just I do what Trump was... did and ignore it. He claims he didn't know. That's why Marjorie Taylor Greene's like, we're going to start a probe to find out why he didn't know about the balloons during his time. Because there were three of them, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and well, the pr- there were, I saw some article, and I don't know the source, but it was saying that the intelligence agencies didn't realize it had crossed into until after Trump. Had I, I'd read the same thing. Um, um, and I, 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 it got to a certain point. I didn't read past headlines, so I don't know what the fuck they were talking I'm about. I'm laughing at them more because they're thinking that this Chinese and this, this surveillance balloon is gathering more data than the fucking satellites that they have over us at any given time. Or fucking Google. Yeah. Google like, Earth. I mean, like... All of your shit is getting fucking... Like, if you're using the internet, your data is getting bought and fucking sold all over the place. How, yeah. Like, the fucking China probably knows plenty about us from, like... And... Because it's being sold. Can't they just buy this data? I mean, just think about it. How many times in this room or our listeners have you said something or typed something and then Facebook is now showing you ads for that very fucking thing? People are constantly data, like tech companies, even here, even here locally, let alone China with the, they're, they're claiming TikTok is stealing our data. Everything's taking your data. Like it's. I make a point not to mention my work business anywhere online. Why the fuck when I go into Facebook is the very first post, before I even see friends post now, is an ad for the company I work for. Is it really? You get that? Yeah. Every time I – and I've, I keep going in and say this is irrelevant well, probably, and it still pops it's, up. It's probably, it's probably being like, well, why are you there all the time then? You must stay at hotels a lot. That's very, very true. That's a good point because yeah. they, do, they do geotag you because right. you have yeah. location information. You're, you're probably on Facebook while at work or wherever the case is. Very good point. But yeah, they're constantly collecting data. And one of my favorite, my favorite bits, well, not favorite, it's just a weird thing, is that Texas and other states are now banning TikTok on um, like all their state, like all their state devices. Oh yeah, that's what they're gonna use. To well, display. here's here's my thing about that. Anyways, I have a bank issued iPhone that was provided to me as a um, regional manager for the bank that I work with. This motherfucker is locked down so much, I can't even delete. Uh, I can't move an icon. I can't change my background. I can't install apps. There's no app store. There's no iMessage. There, like it's so locked down to keep it secure because I have access to confidential and customer information. You have lawmakers having devices. Why the fuck aren't those being locked down anyways? These people are like high influential people. Why do they have devices they can install 
any kind of app that can access, you know, crawl their data and sell that to it, it makes mean, no sense in the first place. Why, why not just ban? Like, why ban TikTok? Why not ban everything that's listening in on your conversation or, like we said, Facebook? You know, crawling all your data. I don't understand if if I'm a bank employee and I have this. Why are state lawmakers having state issued phones? And there's having- a lot more Chinese companies than TikTok too. They would have to ban Epic Store that's owned by Tencent. Like there's a lot of there's like I've I've heard some people say that about the uh, the video game service that's a rival to Steam Epic. It's owned by Tencent, and I heard that when the Chinese war happens, they're going to use Epic on your computer to steal your shit and lock down your computer. I've heard I've heard about that. There are what 328 million Americans. The Chinese don't give a fuck about the majority of you. I don't know why people get so fucking worried about that. Like they they may use it to push ads, but China's not literally spying on you as an individual unless you're fucking Joe Biden or you're some Pentagon official. They're just not. There's you're nothing. If to you them. work for the government, but even yeah. then. But even but if you you work for the government for the state house in fucking Austin, they don't care about you. I mean, most likely, I I, I do have a friend that can't go back to China because they will arrest him because he works for the government. But they <laughs> they do do some funky shit. You always have like some weird story here, once weird situation for random things. It's always you always like I have a friend that I'm worldly. <laughs> <laughs> But they're literally losing their shit over China. Like, I understand. Now, I do get that, you know, they invaded a, uh, the airspace off a sovereign I nation. Mean, fuck, sure, sure. fuck China. Because they're communist. They're not, they're not communist. Oh, but they, oh, right. They think, they, I forgot, they don't know the word. And they just apply it to China well, every chance they get. They are, they're not communist, but they also don't allow corporations their own power. They do. The government is capitalistic, but they, they make they contr- the people f- live like more. They um, the government like, does control the corporations more than the corporations control the government. But they're not like it, like the workers don't own the no. business, which is what communism. No, would they're not do. communist, but unlike like, our capitalism, they do. The government does have control over that is that is the worry about these companies because if china did want to do something they like in america if, um, we were like hey apple we're taking over now like that would cost some shit but in china that happens all the time they're like oh hey company we're just gonna do this and they're like no they're like okay we're killing all your board members that is that actually it is true there is a tiktok had claimed that you know they they would not provide this data to china but there is literally chinese law that requires them to do mm. so if they request it so i get that concern but i you shouldn't i mean these phones should be if you're gonna have a device on and you you work for the government you you shouldn't be able to install any fucking social media on I mean, i'll tell like Nobody that works for government at, that would that would worry about that shit actually gives a shit about TikTok. Probably like, not. Like, like I'm sure every FBI agent actually has a TikTok and doesn't give a. Fuck. Besides, they're all boomers in Texas in a, and probably in the legislature and don't know how technology works. Anyways, they, they're handed this iPhone like, watch this, watch this app and how does this work? Because they're all fucking boomers and boomers fucking don't know how to technology like it's weird isn't that weird like they they grow up to the same time they, they they're there as the technology develops and yet they stay away from i mean it. my my mother uh doesn't know how to use a cell phone and she basically in the 70s was like i refuse to learn any of anything that's more complicated than a typewriter and she never did she never so, did so, it's just, so, it's so just, i understand it's just it lazy refusal no no like i've talked to her before and maybe this is the same with all boomers but she was like, this computer thing's a fad. <laughs> like, she was there at the time where they're like, 
like, oh, hey, at work, we're uh, moving everything out of this whole room to put in a giant computer in this room. And they're like, ha fad. I'm never paying attention to that. <laughs> that'll, that'll die that'll off in die five off. years. It'll die <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's just so funny to me how much of the GOP are just – we're absolutely losing their shit over this balloon. Just – Casually going over the United States, we're well, watching it the whole time, jamming it. As we as, go to retrieve it, and it's China's like, "Hey, we want that back." And we're like, "Okay." As I as I've said before, it does. It's all a show for the stupid people because you know they don't know anything. Like I said, it's the puppets. Like the last time, the the puppets buy into anything they say. They can literally say anything they want. Like, hey, be mad about a balloon and blame Biden for it. They're like, I they love were, blaming I Biden. Were, they, I do. I saw the comments. They're oh, all like, yeah. they're, they're all kind of saying, you know, China's weak. You know, Joe's Joe's weak against China. I'm like, he has, like, he already issued them to he ordered he ordered them to shoot it down when safe to do that, so that, and that, the pentagon decided it was prop- safe to do so in the 12 mile region which is that, our international waters that propaganda is effective though they they know what they're like marjorie taylor green knows that what she said she is effective because she's a good propaganda mouthpiece she's in tune i, I saw something today talking about her that uh, people call her trailer trash and like say that she is trashy but she's a fucking like multi-millionaire like it's a it's a front that she puts on so that they can feel like they're connected to her they're like oh she's saying that joe biden uh, would let the balloon in and like she's just like me it's that type of thing she connects with the average puppet and so she's a millionaire, but she had a, a PPP loan forgiven to, to the tune of almost one hundred twenty-three thousand mm. dollars, and is now bitching about how much money she makes in Congress. So she doesn't get paid enough. Oh, I'm sure that she gets paid off by plenty of alt-right companies or organizations. Oh, I'm sure she's she's she, she's not talking about all the other money she rakes in. I yeah. think she's solely talking about the salary she receives for being a congresswoman. Which I'm like, shut the fuck up! You don't belong in Congress, anyways. You're a, literally a waste of space and stealing everyone's oxygen there. Where was she? Where, who, who voted this bitch in again? I forget. Uh, people in Georgia. Oh, okay. Not yeah, she's surprised. A, she's Those an, people are pieces of she's shit. She's in a very, very safe R plus twenty something district. There's like, there's literally zero chance unless she gets primaried. There's zero chance that a Democrat's going to take take that in in that um, district. Yeah, because everyone so in she's, Georgia's a dumbass. Which, like, I, I looked at the last results, like hoping this, like maybe she had a decent, like a decent challenger. Fucking like nowhere close. Like it was, it was a landslide. Like it's just that. Yeah. That's how. Like, that's so, why so she ran there. That, that's what I'm saying. Like the people in that area in Georgia probably or are poor hicks. They probably are what like like what liberals and leftists say about her that she's trailer trash. The people that vote for her want her to look like that like that's I mean, that helps her image to them it's gonna be similar to the rural areas likely in tennessee where like education isn't paid as much attention to and so you do have people in rural areas that are gonna fall more victim to propaganda and shit like the misinformation so yeah it makes sense that i'm sure she came from she didn't come from fucking atlanta no, 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 no. Yeah, like the fucking, once you get outside of Atlanta, maybe um, there's a few other areas of, just like Tennessee. Tennessee, you got Memphis, Nashville, Chattanooga, and um, Knoxville. You may see some more liberal shit. Liberal, you're not going to see leftist shit coming out of those uh, cities, but you're going to see more liberal, more a little bit more progressive stuff coming from those cities than you will any other area of the state. The rest of the fucking state here in, in uh, Georgia, outside of the metro- metropolitan areas, like they're fucking they're they're those are the people that are falling for the misinformation more. 
because they like they don't have the education to separate to to separate information ex- misinformation. They're not exposed. You know, it's that's why they're scared of their kids going off to their to the cities for college because they're afraid their kids are going to end up getting exposed to other people. Other ideas. Once you go to a city and you're exposed to other people, other ideas, and you learn it's not as scary as you're. They are really actually scared of cities. They are. They are. It's hilarious because they act like they're such big men with their trucks, and then they'll be like, "I ain't going to the city." You know what happens there? (laughs) Like, and it's 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 this continual thing. That's why you know they're against education because kids go off to college. And and, and what it is? Make sure they go to Bible school. Yeah, they call college propaganda propaganda machines. They call college propaganda machines. They gotta go to Bible school. All it is is when you get in a metropolitan area, you have more diversity. You're more likely to run into gay people, your trans people, um, people of color. You're gonna see. You're gonna experience more. See more of that in a city. I knew this as a fucking teen. That's why I wanted so badly to go to Nashville or when I uh, graduated high school. Like, that was my goal as soon as I turned 18. There even, like, I knew, like, I wasn't out. I knew, I didn't fucking have the language for trans as a, a, um, a fucking teen in small town Tennessee. I didn't have all the language to know, like, what exactly I was. But I knew I was different than the people there. I knew that things that I felt inside of me were right. They were telling me that it was wrong. I knew that what I needed to do is get the fuck out of the city and go, or the the small town, and go to a city where there were more people, where I was more likely to find people that I aligned with. That's what I was telling Dustin before, too, that you had that voice in your head that what was that was wrong. A lot of people don't have that voice. Well, and I would also guarantee that districts similar to Marjorie Taylor Greens, any district that's like R plus 20, R plus 27, that kind of that kind of broad spread is most likely going to be most pro- the most pro- prone to poverty, poor, poor intelligence. I mean, you look at any district Puppets. like that in not only Tennessee, but Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, the Mississippi, South, Mississippi, the South Mississippi is by the most Republican and the most poor, uneducated. Blank, 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 blank. There's pockets That's of that also in the in the in the, in the West um, areas where there's nothing but tumbleweed and shit like that. But you know, there's not enough voters there to really matter. I mean, but, they are still Republican. Electoral like college. They're still Republican in those counties. They are. They are. They are. But the 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 more poor, like here in the South, where because most of the people in the United States, by and large, you know. If if you, I saw an interesting uh, dem- uh, graphic that just drew a line um, through California and said like eighty percent of the people in the West like live in this line, and then the rest is just fucking like nothing. But the majority of the population in the United States is in the East and in the South areas, and so that's the areas that see a lot of the. Uh, I, I going back to Mississippi because. They were in the news recently, or something came up recently where there was doing an interview or something, probably The Good Liars, something like that on TikTok, and it was just the most egregious shit. No, yes, it was. It was Obama-era interviews, and they were talking about um, Obama to, to some of those people down there, and it's the most insane, like, ignorant shit came out of their mouths because they're so poorly educated, very, very poor. They admitted they were broke and they had no money, and that the Republican before them didn't do them any favors, but they're like, I'm still going to vote Republican. It's it's the, the propaganda has worked and is embedded into them, and they can't escape and it because religion. they don't move. And it's because Religion's of what Al said, part they, these people have never lived anywhere else in their life. They stay in these areas. They don't live. They don't experience how other people. I'm sure live. they haven't even gone on vacation somewhere that wasn't it's, you know more than three hours away. I actually knew people, and this is coming like 
I say I grew up in a small town. Um, from the age of 13 to 19, I lived Manchester, Tullahoma, Lynchburg. We kind of bounced between that area. Well, I lived in Lynchburg on my own, but Coffee County, Tennessee. It's 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 not even the smallest town out there, but it was small enough though, that area. And um, but I, I was military raised, so I had been all over the place before I had fucking ended up there. Um, so I, I, you know, I, that wasn't all I knew, but I, I had friends that are like, yeah, I've never been further than Nashville. Oh man. And that was a two hour trip. Like, and it just, it just blew my mind every time I talked to someone and they're like, yeah, I've only gone here. I'm like, God damn, I've been Hawaii, California. Like I've been all over the place and yeah. And that may have been what was kind of like that. I don't fit in here. I don't. I, I don't know. But oddly enough, this is actually the smallest city I've lived in. Um, if you don't count the brief stint between before going to college, I lived in uh, Union County, Tennessee, uh, Andersonville, which is where we drive through when we go to the motherfucking boat day. Um, fucking, there's nothing there. There's literally nothing there except the lake, which is fine. Because I, lo- I loved actually. I loved living. I Hell, I, 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 I literally I, lived. And on a boat, like a, an RV boat, like there was a house there within walking distance that we lived um, to the lake. It was fantastic. I worked there, worked the dock, but fucking ignorant ass people there that I worked and with. That's the thing. Like, I fucking love the country. I love but it. the people. If I could <laughs> yeah. live out in the country and I had a bunch of people like-minded find, with me, find one I'd place. be so fucking happy. But the thing is, is, the people one... in the country aren't like who live in do rural you, areas. They aren't like do, us. Do you think there is one place in the entire, maybe Vermont? You know, maybe. Do you think there's one place that is rural and? Blue, it might be Vermont. Vermont, comes to maybe, but I know Vermont has too, some too fucking cold. Nazi. Fuck Vermont <laughs> has some. I have a, a a comrade who lives in New Jersey, or no, well, New no, Jersey, Vermont. of course, has. no, in Vermont, and that will like they're all the time sharing the fucking act, uh, fascist activity they have up there. So it's still a problem there. Bernie um, Sanders needs to go over there and whip some ass because yeah. take care of them. Yeah, but the fact that Bernie Sanders gets voted in shows that the, but the voting people are The blue. thing with Vermont, though, is like it's, it's, it's so tiny. Yeah. If it has one city, that's a major population, a like, major portion of the population. No, majority of my life I was in Indianapolis and then San Antonio, Um this literally is the smallest, the smallest town I lived in. But I am a city guy. I would prefer to live in the city. Nashville isn't that small. I, every, every now and then, I talk to someone online, and they're like, "Oh, you live in Tennessee? It must be small." And I'm like, "Knoxville's big compared to what people think small. It, it, no, it, it's, it's larger. It's, but I'm, I'm talking about in comparison. It's yeah, not as small as I think people picture it. But it yeah. is a small. It's the smallest metropolitan area in Tennessee. And I've lived in two of them, and really damn close to another one. Um, so, like, I've I've visited all the metropolitan areas in Tennessee. You think Chattanooga is sm- larger than Knoxville? It is. That's it, really. Yeah. It, I just know that they both. I, I think the problem is both those cities. Like, when you go to like. Memphis, they're judging people uh, like me. I, I'm one of those who judge a city by its skyline. Like, the, and Knoxville has a shit skyline in terms of the I buildings. I think um, Chattanooga has like a smaller skyline. It does, but the city itself is just bigger. But that's, that's, I was telling you, that's why I judged it because yeah. I, I, I thought I, I assumed it was smaller because of how it, how much of the smaller. I remember skyline talking to someone There's... from Asheville, North Carolina, and they were like, "Our city's so much bigger than yours." I'm like, "What?" Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. No, Asheville's definitely smaller. But Chattanooga. The other issue with Chattanooga is 
the interstate doesn't take you near, like, uh, through downtown. Where we pass, you go through Knoxville, the interstate's going to take you right next to the downtown Nashville. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, Memphis you're going too. right yeah. now. Um, Chattanooga's downtown is kind of off, like, away from the it interstate. It is. It's weird. You it's have to weird. Go off a highway to get to it. Is it is weird. I went there... Two years ago was the last I, I went for a brief thing. I was like, "Well, this is fucking weird." Yeah, it's 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 different, but um, yeah. But I, that I like, I like Knoxville specifically for that. Both, you know, I I fucking drive a lot, and it takes me seven ten minutes to get somewhere where it feels like I'm fucking driving through the country. And it's just that peaceful country driving. I go over a hill and I just get this mountain view. And then I drive seven minutes back and I'm, it's like I'm in the middle of a city again. It's that perfect mix of city and small town that like it, it feeds both sides of me. I, I will say that, you know, most of the time logistically it is very easy to navigate. And like er, almost everything's like 15 minutes away, like in either direction. Yeah. But there's also pockets of so much fuckery of traffic like Emory, Broadway like things like that where the they're in there i think they're working on addressing the emory situation with some weird design yeah but it's gonna be a few years but with the increased traffic and people moving in a lot of that a lot of that's getting fucked up but it's i will say i will give you credit yes knoxville is very very easy to navigate fucking i got lost in san antonio so many times this is prior to gps i avoid down like the downtown area like in the areas you're talking about i don't i like i stay out near clinton like I head that way most of the time when working or out um fucking Norris freeway area like th- that's I like to be the fucking rural areas of it where you're talking like that's out near Turkey Creek and all that I was talking about no, more North Knoxville, like, oh, more, no, like no, Hall's no, yeah. area. Yeah, Hall's, uh, Emory, Emory area. But it, I, Yeah, I, I just don't go that way. Oh, yeah. Well, for work, I do. <laughs> it's, I have a funny story about uh, me. I, I, I lied. I was not uh, I was an Uber driver um, for a while just because I, I didn't like my wife and I wanted out of the house. Not that I needed the money. I, I, was, I, was, I just wanted something to do. And I lied to a passenger because I was I got so confused and like mixed up because when you're doing Uber, it's uh, the map isn't as accurate as like Google where, you know, your position on there isn't exactly where you're at. You kind of have to kind of know where you're going. Otherwise, like you'll miss an exit. And I did. And I was like, oh, I've been in Knoxville for like a week. I'm just trying to get my feet like I because I was embarrassed. Like I just fucked up. Like I, I like I. I got lost. I didn't know downtown. I don't know downtown whatsoever. Right. And I was picking someone up. It was when college games was one of the big worst things, and Cumberland Avenue was under construction. What a shit show! But I made decent money. It was fun, but I st- I haven't done that in, in years because I was like, I got too awkward. Do you not know the back roads to get over to the Norris Freeway? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I just did. yes, yes, I do. Yes and no. It depends on. Um, because we're going to the same fucking place. I'm like, why do why do you get caught over there? I never do. But it's I, it's <laughs> leaving. It's it's leaving at 5 p.m. Coming back towards this way where Emory and all the hospital areas and everyone yeah. just leave. Everyone's leaving at once, and there's just traffic and there's lights every fucking ten feet. I've never gone through there where it's it's not yeah. shitty, so I just don't go through there anymore. <laughs> like. Anyways, before we go on about the geography of Knoxville, let's move on to Marjorie Taylor Greene and how. Oh, Dark Brandon went fishing, and boy, oh boy, did she take that hook. Man, it was fucking This great. is the State of the Union Address, which was Tuesday night at 9. I didn't actually get to watch it because I don't really 
I didn't give a fuck. I didn't uh, and know also, it was on. I just fucking turned on my TV, saw it up there. I'm like, all right, let's watch this. <laughs> I, I knew it was on, but I also know that you know, Joe Biden's strength is he knows how to work a room. Like when after afterwards, the the hot mic of him walking around, working room, talk to people. Like the man was in charge, but he's, and they call him Sleepy Joe. But like he's he not a great orator. He's not. He's not Barack Obama. Barack Obama was a great orator. He spoke. Yeah, he very, fooled very me well. at the time. Do I? He, Barack Obama fooled me. Yeah. I, I had hope. And he was that he, guy he was trying to speaker. Oh, oh <laughs> Biden. Just he's just not. That is not his due to his speech impediment and things like that. The stutter, the natural stutter that he has. He's not a great orator. However. He came in with a fucking plan because and it was a reminder. Somebody, he somebody planned it. Do you think he yeah, planned I think he it? I think I it was. Yeah, I think, I think it was. I think it was. I think he knew that he would get backlash, and, and, and yeah. it reminded me. They're so predictable. Come on. <laughs> and, and, and so what's so funny? Someone equated it to the Key and Peele skit, uh, where I don't know if you've seen this, but yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this is um, Jordan Peele is doing his his Barack Obama, and he knows that all the Republicans in the room are going to disagree with him just on principle, regardless of what he says. So he starts listing out. He's like, all right, well, we're going to do... Uh, and he starts listing, like, popular Republican talking points, knowing they're going to be like, uh, we disagree. He's like, okay, big government it is. <laughs> and so it was kind of like that moment where he's like... He, he he's talking about, of course, the, the debt, how they're using the debt ceiling as a bargaining chip for cutting programs, and have how uh, like uh, I think Rick Scott's proposal was to sunset federal programs like Social Security, Medicaid, and, uh, Medicare every five years, and so he brings up this mere fact of an actual thing that's on a pamphlet, and he came with receipts. And if you saw afterwards, he's like, I have it right here. He opens a pamphlet and he read it off, it, not during the State of the Union address, obviously, but something happened that you don't normally see, is which. The audience doesn't typically like it's. It's not like stand up where you you get hecklers. Like that's not a thing during the State of the Union address. But he got literally heckled, and they started chanting. She she stands up, and it's the the Karen lady yelling at the cat meme. You liar! You liar! At first, there's just heckling. They're booing. You hear all this stuff going back and forth, and then like that's when she did because that's what caught my attention at one point is all the heckling, and I'm like, what the fuck? Because it's you're watching it. You don't expect it. You know? So I'm like listening half-assed, and then all of a sudden I hear all this shouting. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Did you see and Senator then, Mike Lee? I, I just, like, I heard her screaming. That's what I heard. I didn't, like, I didn't look up to see him, but, like, I, I didn't see, um, I heard about um, fucking McCarthy hushing them. But I didn't see that either. But like, it's just like, what the fuck? This is a fucking it was circus. Weird. I know it was an absolute circus. But so Senator Mike Lee, and it's so funny because somehow they 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 whatever reason they got him on camera, and he's feigning outrage. And so they took the clip of that, or still image like a looped uh, gif of that. Um, and to the right of it, they're playing a video of him. I think GIF. either this year or the year prior, where he's like, I plan to. In Social Security and Medicaid, he said it out fucking loud, and a bunch of old people that he was talking to cheered him on, which is like shooting yourself in the foot, but whatever. But so he's trying to feign this outrage, and so they're going back and forth, and then old Dark Brandon comes out, hooking that fucking mouth, and he says, okay, so we all agree that Social Security and Medicaid and Medicare is off the table, right? We have unanimity. Like, yeah. he, he, he fucking bartered a deal on the trade deal, which McCarthy's like, fucked. McCarthy's fucked now. Now, they're not going to be beholden to that. Yeah. You know, they're, they can still, like, well, we stood a thing, but we didn't mean a thing because, you know, the thing they is such They have no such honor. A, yeah. 
So, but but on live fucking TV in front of twenty seven plus million people, and then everyone who watched it later, because you know, millennials, younger generation, we're not gonna like you. You happen to catch it because you just happen to see it. I knew I was gonna read about it later. That's how I get my news. I don't. I did watch some of the committee things live, but. From the majority of things, I'm like, I'll get the breakdowns later. I'll read transcripts. I, I so. am a film nerd, and I won't watch award shows later. I'll look at a list. So yeah, so and I think I think a lot of our generation is the same way. So, but a lot more people saw it than the original 27 million. But on live and national TV, they got fucking embarrassed. They got absolutely embarrassed, and Joe t- Joe Biden took the motherfucking win and getting them to say and agree to and stand up and clap that. Those those federal programs, and I hate that they keep trying to refer to them as entitled programs because I remember, I don't know, ever since 17 when I had my first job, I've been paying for fucking Medicare and Social Security out of every check. So right. it's not so much entitlement, shut the fuck up. Why are any programs that people have been paying into? Right. Or that's what they're trying to do because they're bitching about the debt ceiling, yet they raised it three times under Trump. It is never a fucking problem. I know we talked about yeah, it too. Like, like, like I said, one time I talked to a Republican and he brought up debt, and I'm like, I know you don't really give a shit about that. And he was so thrown off. I'm like, you don't actually care about that, do you? And he, like, he had never heard some. I'm like, I don't give a shit about that, and neither do you. And he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, but I thought it was, it was, a, it was a great uh, dark Brandon moment. And then uh, the other thing Marjorie Taylor Greene did was what the uh, Al alluded to earlier is with the, them calling um, Marjorie Taylor Greene Pennywise. This bitch said she was going to bring a, she, she was pictured with an oversized white balloon. Just like with a dumb fucking shit and grin on her on her face, like this is how she's gonna go up to the fucking State of the Union. That's gonna be our cover photo. If I can find a yeah, that's, that's going to be. But I'm, I may do the one that's been edited if I can get a good ratio. No, it needs to be the just the OG, wise. the OG, the Pennywise, the Pennywise. Yeah, because the other one doesn't have Pennywise. Or there's I another thought, one. I thought Kellyanne Conway was Kelly Wise. Now, now we're just switching every oh, the whole GOP. They're all a bunch of clowns. Perfect. She. I you, mean, it are is. they a clown? That's or the are whole they... thing. For early on, like when are they when pe- the Republicans were getting all upset, I'm like, like who the fuck cares a balloon about a balloon flying over a circus? Yeah. Like, are, you know. are they are are the GOP uh, Pennywise because they're clowns, or is it because they're a cosmic nightmare that gives you existential dread? Both. <laughs> and they okay. groom children, Sam. Oh, that's true too. They want they want <laughs> Pennywise all around. Legitimately groom children. It was it was truly it was it was truly a sight to see. I I didn't expect that to happen. I I, I I I hope it was planned out. But regardless, it was it was fun to watch that dark Brandon moment come out where he just gets the dub and McCarthy has to just eat sheet and grin. And one of my other favorite moments was as um, Mitt Romney was leaving, he sees George Santos, who's out in front. He's trying to, like, shake hands with the president and all these other notable people. And he looks at him and goes, you're not supposed to even be here. Like, and and so George Santos gets pissy afterwards. He's like, well, that's not very Mormon-like of him. <laughs> but so Mitt Romney keeps walking. And reporters are, like, asking him questions. Like, well, what do you mean by that? And he's like, well, he's like, what, is it because he embellished? He's like, well, he's like, no, no, no. Embellishing is saying you got an A when you actually got an A minus. This man said he graduated from college and he never attended. That's right. lying. I know we've missed. We've been trying to talk about George Santos for a while. The man literally has a laundry list of bullshit things. Oh God, I don't even have the fucking article now. Of like, it's it's fucking 
Absolutely. He's literally under an ethics investigation. and He's he's under investigation at the city level, the state, the national, and the inter-fucking-national level. He's wanted by Brazil. Yes, like, (laughs) it's... How the fuck, you dumbass motherfucker, why'd you put yourself in a national fucking spotlight when you have that much shit? Fucking Donald Trump did it, so let me let every fucking dumbass motherfucker go out and do this now, thinking that they'll have the immunity that fucking Donald Trump appears to have. They're not. These smaller people are not going to be able to get away with it the way that fucking Donald Trump is. I don't think they will. No, and he's he's also a new name in the game, and like everyone turned, even the voters who voted for him, which... Is typically typically a blue district. Like he he actually flipped that like because of all his because of his fantastic fucking resume. I'm assuming which is all a fucking lie. But he actually flipped a previously blue district, not by a huge margin, but still won it. But they're instantly pissed and they want him gone. Yeah. But McCarthy is not going to let him resign because they already have such a slim. Like he's going to do everything he can to keep him from resigning or keep them from being ousted. But I don't know, man. He's got so much shit being flung at him. But Mitt Romney coming at him was so funny. Uh, and then him being bothered, not very Mormon of him. So good. Yeah, so George Santos, uh, what was it? He was, he was, wasn't he like a drag performer? He was a drag performer. He went under a different fucking, name. He fucking, um, he, the fucking wildest story I've heard so far about him. And this person had fucking receipts too. He kept trying to get a man to marry him, but he was already married. Yes, I saw that. So he ended up creating an event for a fucking engagement party. Well, he was still fucking married. Nobody fucking attended because there was no engagement. But they're they're like, I don't fucking how. Did you read the fucking um, proposal or the, the event? Description. I did not. I did not get to see that. The most disturbing thing about this is he started it out that whatever his fiance's name and him are ready to share toothbrushes. Oh. That's how it started out. Ugh. And out of everything I know about this motherfucker, that is the most disturbing thing about it. Which is weird because I will make out with someone, but I, I won't. No, fuck no, you. Get you your own goddamn toothbrush. No, you don't share a fucking toothbrush. No. Get the fuck What's out of here. That is, I'll, I'll, I'll eat pounds. your ass, but don't use my toothbrush. Exactly. Yes. 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 That's it. <laughs> I will put my tongue on every part of your body, but that toothbrush is a fuck no. out of your mouth right. and out of mine. Jesus oh. Christ. That is gross. <laughs> what about the... Um, where he did like a GoFundMe for someone's like dying dog, and then ended up like taking the yes. money and never giving it to that He's person. That person's dog ended up dying like three months later because it, can get, it couldn't get the the, the surgery or whatever it needed. To call him a fraud is an understatement. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but so it was. It was. It was so funny. Just remember, I'm just casually like, and, and, and Adam Kinzinger, who was also on the uh, select committee, he's one of the. He's still a Republican, so still fuck him. But he's still one of the more sane ones. Like he's more palatable, like the uh, Liz Cheney type person. But he's been absolutely dog shitting. And I shared, even fucking Trump praised Biden. Yes, I have that pulled up right here. Do you have it? You want to read it for us? <laughs> yes. I was hoping you'd have it pulled up. Yep. I like it. Hold on, let me get the right view where I can read it fluently. So this is on his own. This is on his own. True, True. social. Look, he worked hard tonight. It's not a natural thing for him. It never was and never will be. But you've got to give him credit for trying. I disagree with him on most of his policies, but he put into words what he felt, and he ended up the evening far stronger than he began. What give him credit for that. 
Many things weren't mentioned that should have been, but that's for another time. I've done a little clip. Perhaps you'd like to watch it. Good night, everyone, and God bless America. So I didn't watch a clip, but I read them like, what fucking planet? Am I, what, what reality? Did Thanos, did he get replaced? Did, like, what, is this an alternate reality, Donald Trump? Because Give in, him in, credit? Yes. Give him started credit? Started off stronger than you've ever started? Like, this is, these are words that he, like, he's never had a kind word, period. In fact, he... He, he would shit on anything, like Joe Biden cures cancer, and he's like, oh, fucking blah, blah, blah. He would make it a negative. This is just is so out of pocket. Like, I, that's how good fucking Dark Brandon was that night, I guess. That even fucking Donald Trump, who just can't stop sharing photos of Ron DeSantis with, uh, under, with, with uh, oh teenage God. girls. The, the, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I love the infighting the, so much. The, the other Donald Trump news this week is that he said, he, we've been spec- speculating on it. But he confirmed that if he does not get the nomination, he will run as an independent. So, congratulations. We were did right. He, did he say it? No, he said it, yeah. Okay. Well, he keeps he keeps daily. I don't know if... Uh, do you check on him on True Social a lot? Or Good. is it just no, really on I, In fact, I, like, my f- phone had, like, offloaded the app. Oh, so did I it? So, I still it. check in periodically, and almost every day, he shares a random poll... That's not really credited, but just showing him beating the shit at DeSantis in the polls for the for, so for a primary. So he really wants to go against DeSantis. Yeah, no, he, that, that's but he's but if you look at other polls like actual like NBC, AP, they show them evenly split. Like it's 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 a it's a close. If he close. runs independent, it'll fucking split that party. So God, please. That's yeah, he's gonna do it. It's, it's happening. Fucking beautiful. That, well, well, that's something that Ron DeSantis I, I, actually does. I, I, think, I think that they're just gonna the the Republican Party is gonna be so scared of that that they're gonna let Donald Trump run again. Which is also that didn't like he already lost once. Like he's gonna try again. So let's oh, he, yeah, he will. But I, I think yeah, I think he would get the like. I think the vitriol the the people who loathe Trump that vitriol has not gone away, and he's made it even worse. Especially the January sixth thing. The January sixth thing is not going to be out of the minds of those who witnessed those events. So when it goes back to the polls, if it does now. Uh, but then again, a lot of polls say that no one really wants a Biden-Trump rematch. They don't want that. They want to see someone else instead of Biden. So I don't know. I mean, I I want to. I obviously would prefer someone else other than Biden, but I know that's not going to happen. I know that a Karl Marx's. Uh, Resurrected body's not gonna be elected. <laughs> do you think? Well, do you think the Democrats will ever will get a young candidate again at some point? Uh, once Zoomers come of age and start actually flexing their power a little. Al, more. I swear to God, you you stop fucking with Tino. It's gonna be in the <laughs> audio. Touching him. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got his treat right now, and he dislikes being touched when he's chewing on a delicious treat that you gave him. He can take it over to his bed. <laughs> not even. Not, he's not even bothering you. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I do though. I do think though that the vitriol is still there, and they will be overwhelmingly outvoted again. And he'll be like, "Ah, oh, they stole it again." Blah 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 blah. They stole it again, guys. Go number two. <laughs> I don't think it'll have the same effect second time. Uh, I mean, I'd like to see for him his thirty three percent. It will. I'd like to see him try. I mean, like they they really do. They are like in the south. The South thinks that Trump is the best thing ever still. So when you're in this bubble, like we were saying... They Photoshop him with images of Jesus. Yeah. So, they think he's yeah. the best. So in the South where we live, like, yeah, I'm sure they would vote for Trump. But Republicans in other parts of the country don't want him. So that is hilarious.
Well, as promised, we are now finally going to address um, some toxicism, uh, toxicity rather that has developed and um, was recently uh, came out regarding the atheist community, uh, which isn't something new. Uh, you know, especially in American atheists, we had uh, David Silverman as one of the primary examples, and he continues to be a douchebag today. But I don't think he still has a huge following. I know we kind of discussed him briefly in the past because he's still talking shit on Facebook about random things. I don't know if he's anti-trans or what his issue was. But oh, um, he, he went pretty far right wing after being like after not owning up to his own misconduct um, and accepting the criticism he received. His response was to go pretty far right. Yeah. But last but last Wednesday, um, an article came out on uh, religious news, something like that. And it's actually a, a, a vetted um, source They're They're not like pro-Christian, they're just, they, they discuss you know, atheism, atheism news, Christianity, like it's just, whatever, it's just all in all. And it was regarding two board members that had resigned or were ousted in the American Atheist. The first one was Andrew Torres. Now in the past, Al and I have both, we, we were ardent listeners to the Opening Arguments podcast. It was a fantastic podcast for legal analysis and breakdown of what's going on. It was revealed after that, we learned hours before a record last Thursday, but we didn't have enough information to really discuss it, that Andrew Torres had had multiple allegations of sexual harassment, mainly over text to fans of the show, people that he was interacting with in a sexual nature, despite them pushing pushing away from that. Um, the problem with th- this incident, obviously his behavior is inexcusable, but could be learned from that's that's how i feel i feel like what because a lot of it he put it as misreading cues um but some of these it's it's people saying hey i'm not interested in in you in that way and him coming back a little while later like he would stop a bit that's how i understood it am i correct in that he would hold off for a bit and then go back to it and they'd be like yeah no i'm still not into it it's just from the screenshots i read he and he's a lawyer even when he's drinking he's still a lawyer he knows how to word things to seed in plausible deniability but it was definitely sexually suggestive and sexually charged if you read it in context but he did word it in such a way that it could be taken as benign if you push it that way. But he's a very, I mean, I, while he may be a sleaze and, and a creepy internet guy, which he admitted to, um, he does know how to choose his words very, He admitted very to being a creepy internet guy? Yeah, pretty much. Um, but the problem was also his, his apology that he posted to the, um, to the opening arguments page. Uh, another thing is he attacked his co-host, Thomas Smith. Um, Thomas Smith, um, you know, they've been doing the show for a long time. And he released some audio that, you know, we don't know how long Thomas may have known about some of these allegations and just didn't say anything. I, I, I truly still don't know what to think about about Thomas Smith, about his inaction. But then there, then I started thinking about, like, he's in a partnership with, with um, Andrew Torres. There's no, like, HR he can go to. He's beholden to this man who's basically his meal ticket. His, his income his income is solely from this podcast. So I can see maybe potentially why there is hesitation. P- people do that? That sounds great. <laughs> What's that happening to but, us? But the, he references 2021 in the text. The that is correct. Thing. And it seemed like at that point he had known for a while. How long did you fucking know? And how long, you know, like, I understand being so far into something and being scared, you know, of, of 
starting over going, you know, where do I go from here? But how long was he involved when he knew when he found out? That's, that's what I don't get is how long did people fucking know that they just kept their mouth shut? Well, as far as I know, I, so it's tough to know with, with Thomas Smith. Um, now there's another uh, podcast kind of in, that Andrew Torres is also involved with. And he's actually has a stake. He had a stake in their company. He was their, he was their attorney. And that's the puzzle in a thunderstorm crew. They do podcasts like the scathing atheist. That's scathing atheist. That's their largest show. They do God awful movies, D and D minus the skeptocrat. So, so uh, there's a ton of people there. And one of those is, um, Eli Bosnick. Now, some of the texts that Thomas was referencing when he, in the 2021 conversation was that he claimed that you know, he was talk, talking to his wife, Lydia, that uh, Andrew had touched him inappropriately, you know, thinking that, you know, um, they had that kind of relationship. And then he started thinking about the relationship that he has with Eli and some of the physical interactions they have. But then something clicked in his brain. He's like, well, wait, what if I'm also making Eli uncomfortable? I need to talk to him about that. That was the most respectful thing I saw and everything that I've read about that, I appreciated reading that when something made him feel uncomfortable, his biggest, like one of his big concerns at that point was, wait, did I make somebody yeah, feel I uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. I, I like, that's really fucking respectable. I thought so too. I thought so too. So then, then come to so that. And then he releases this raw audio of, um, of how he felt about that, how he didn't realize that there was that power dynamic because it really was like, you know, Andrew Torres, without Andrew Torres, that show does not exist. And that's their by far most popular show. They had thousands of patrons on their Patreon at dollar levels, you know, $5 levels, $20 levels. Like they get donations. They have ad revenue. Like it's a very popular show with a lot of income. Not like ours. (laughs) But Andrew then comes out with his apology, and he did a lot of things wrong in this apology. An apology needs to only exist of a few things. Um, An admission of guilt, an acknowledgement of how someone was wronged um, and how they hurt them, and a plan to address or correct that. The moment that you start introducing mitigating factors or explanations or attacking your co-host, that's when it becomes not an apology but mitigating harm because he does continue to plan, he does plan to continue running open arguments, but he also immediately locked Thomas out of everything. He 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 locked him out of the the IP. He couldn't access the like opening arguments. Twitter has been dead silent ever since the article dropped. There hasn't been anything, with the exception of this apology. Is it, is it dead? No, he's got, he plans to revive it, but we can no longer at this time just be, because not because of his. The, I, I have it's a conundrum because I don't think his initial reactions or the, the initial thing the texts themselves were not cancelable, but the fact that it went on for so long and it was swept under the rug, I think is highly problematic. And his apology, I think, caused a lot of problems with his listenership. You know, you listen to the opening arguments. Uh, there's a there's a fan group. There's a subreddit for it. And they absolutely admonished him. Like it was, it was a shit show. They like this apology did not do him any favors, and so the show might continue for some that listen. But there are better ways to handle that. He could have absolutely, he could have absolutely back way back when it was discovered, have corrected this and saved face and acknowledged, hey, I, I, I was made aware of this. As kind of mentioned, I, I made someone feel uncomfortable through these texts or these interactions, and here's how I'm going to correct that. 
And it wasn't until this article came out and it became public that he did so, despite knowing this has been going on for such a long time. So um, there's been a lot of workings and a project to create and help um, victims in situations like this because these victims can't really go to anybody. Let's say they go to Thomas Smith and Thomas Smith is a business partner. You know, what obligation does he have to jeopardize his income? So they've created, uh, and there's a new project being worked on right now called the Creator Accountability Network. And that's being started by by a lot of victims and um, benefactors who are helping that. The goal of that, I don't know just yet, but it is to help support these victims financially. If they're, if they attack, like say Andrew Torres is a lawyer, he can attack them, you know, through litigation if he wanted to. And so there's, there's legal funds to help them with that. So there are things to help things like that going forward to help the victims in situations like this, where they really have no one to turn to because these are privately owned businesses. There's no accountability there. And so they're trying to introduce that to their Patreon has been going down. Their Patreon has been going down. It was over at 4,000 at one point yesterday. I believe it was around the 23. It's still, it's still pretty high. It's still over 2,000. They can, they can listen to us, though, you know, if, if they want we to find... We don't do legal analysis. Oh, it's legal analysis. It is legal analysis. He's, he's, a, he's a brilliant legal analysis. Okay. It's that the problem is that the, his, toxic, his toxicity and his response to it um, is, has been the most, some of the most problematic regarding that. You know, if nothing else, like, okay, he addresses that he has a problem with drinking. He's going to fully amend himself and some um, therapy to stop the drinking. Take a fucking step away from the show at the fucking minimum. You know, um, like, and, and I, I say, I started this earlier, but, like, I don't think what he did was cancelable, but, like, I think it's an opportunity to learn. Okay, so so you didn't realize how that made me feel, but you need to stop listening. You can learn from this, become a better person. Um, but every fucking thing surrounding this, from his behavior to people around him to certain organizations involved, American atheists, um, like everything was fucking handled shitty. Like, from the time the accusations were first made to it becoming public. Yeah, and unfortunately, he's kind of involved in the, uh, this kind of periphery of um, atheists and secular podcasters, and they were all affected. Uh, Ace Associate Morgan Stringer, who, who works for Andrew, mm-hmm. she took a lot of fallout. A lot of people started blaming her or placing some blame on her and attacking her randomly, where she spiraled for a few days. Um, it was it was actually tough to kind of read some of the words that she was writing about yeah. how she was feeling regarding how people were coming at her, um, which is entirely unfair, but not entirely unexpected because people and in their internet warriors, uh, your little keyboard warriors, attack anything and everything before they know the full details. Which is why we waited a week. I waited. I wanted. I didn't want to discuss it last week because I didn't know enough about it. Uh, to just initially just shit on whoever because I didn't know how Thomas was involved. I didn't know how Puzzle and the Thunderstorm was involved. There was a lot of there's a lot of working cogs there. But the fact that I think American Atheists coddled both him and another board member, um, instead of outing ousting them, they're trying to save face. Um kind of like because and- I think because I think they're having flashbacks of David Silverman and they don't wanna they didn't want that to come out again that the that the American Atheist is just constantly embroiled with 
people that had sexual harassment or but assault you know allegations what? against the them. The thing is, is when you get that allegation, you address it immediately. American Sweeping atheists have been made aware. Under the rug doesn't fucking solve any problem. It doesn't make you look up. Because sweeping it under rug, it's eventually going to come out. And then people are going to be pissed of, why did you sit on this information? A, it's not doing the person who's involved with these accusations any fucking favors. You are producing more victims. Yeah. You know, you're not allowing them to, like, even if it's something, like... It was over text. They like you know something like I I don't think his was the like he's, yes it's a violation but it's like not the worst violation out there. You it's something you can learn from. Better yourself. Like, I, I, you're it, not it was, allowing him to do that. Yeah, um, it was the sweeping of the rug and the and just his response to to that that made it more disgusting to, to me personally. But you know what if. It was addressed from the fucking get-go. Maybe his fucking response would have been different. But when you let it go on for so long, he's thinking it's not that bad. I agree. Uh, the, the other one, and you shared another article with me. I knew a little bit about Mendes Thomas. This is the other board member of American Atheist that resigned um, when, uh, honestly, American Atheist should have addressed it. Uh, Mendes Thomas is the president for the Black Nonbelievers. And I'm just going to read from, uh, this is an article on Only Sky. This is one you shared. Um, Mendes Thomas became embroiled in misconduct allegations, including claims of unethical behavior, abusive power towards black non-believer members, and manipulation and coercion of others. We learned that Mendes had ousted members for trivial things like disagreeing with her over the Chris Rock and Will Smith slap. More severe, BN members were banned for not continuing sexual relationships with her. Six affiliate organizers... Daniel Black of D.C., Kevin Cameron of New York, Bridget Crutchfield of Detroit, Tina Marshall of Charlotte, and Monica Burns of Louisville determined her behavior wasn't acceptable and the vote was unanimous. They all resigned from uh, black nonbelievers because she was still in the organization. The problem is there was some accountability. She was removed from the Women of Color Beyond Belief event. The American Human Association put her on leave of absence uh, from her board pending an investigation. Um, and she also got removed from the Godless Gospel Project. However, American atheists opted to help Mendes to save face. They put out a joint statement. She claims to be resigning on to focus on BN, but their section heaped praise on her. Um, long, friend, a long friend of hers, friendly uh, atheist uh, host Hemet Mehta, was a big friend of hers, and he basically attacked some of the, the victims. He casted doubt on the victims, claiming as much to do about nothing. And then, despite the allegations, even Matt Delahoney featured Mendes on his YouTube channel, even knowing that she had this massive abuse of power. But the, the think about the, think if it was flipped. If it was a think it was a white man that started banning members or removing people because they continued they failed they they stopped having sexual relationships with them, what kind of an outrage that would be? I don't I don't want to think it's that that's the case, but that's kind of seems the case where I mean that's kind of horrendous. I mean, we're on the board of the uh, Atheist Society of Knoxville. And even if someone is being shitty in the Facebook group that we all mod and admin on, not one of us takes action without discussing it with the board. This one person was just banning people, kicking people out, removing members. So, 
<laughs> we have inside jokes. That with Destin and I when we first talked about that article. I'm like, it's Johnny. Uh, Atheist Sighting Knoxville has unfortunately in the past had. Some that is the reason why we needed a board, though. That yeah, is that's, very, that's, that's, very that's why we created a board because of Shawnee. We wanted to make sure nobody got control. It was always yeah. a group decision. We needed to display power throughout. And I would say, even the smallest thing, it could be the smallest thing. Like We're like, hey, this person's being an absolute shithead and fuckhead in the Facebook group. Do we all agree to remove this person? And we, we, like, we won't take action. This person was just like, oh... Like she's literally attacking people who weren't having sex with her anymore, or banning people who disagree with her on Facebook or whatever. Like that is just drunk with power misconduct as a president of an organization. That if I think if we did that, like how are we gonna how are you gonna grow? Like what how's your organization gonna look when your president is just like banning like having I mean, these egregious we, behavior? We sit on this board together. I've been the president for, like since we formed as it were, like a nonprofit. And I've had personal falling outs with people in our group before. Have I ever once come to y'all and be like, we need to kick them out? <laughs> I don't know? like this person. Like, like, no, it's not what we do. It's not how organizations should work, especially if you're a larger organization like that. Black non-believers is probably... Well, I mean, yeah, you, you, even if you don't like somebody, you should judge them by how they're working and not your personal feelings. I, I look at it. So there, there are people in our, our group that I don't necessarily like on a personal level, but I see that other people in the group do like them. They are engaging with them. It's not fucking all about me. It's about the group. I don't have to like everybody there. You know, like if other people are like it, you like that person, they want them there, then they have as much right to be there. You know, that's how I look at it. And we're not even a massive organization. You have this. You have a pretty large organization, and that's. I mean, that is egregious behavior. I, I, I truly. I mean, just think of if I were to if I were to like having sex with ass members, and then they all of a sudden stop, and I just. That's always them a bad idea. <laughs> By the way, Don't. you're both doing it. I jo- they joined with us. That's fair. Okay, no, you met through ask. I did Never met mind. through ask. Yeah, we joined the board together. So we were we were fucking before we joined the board. So that's it's, it's, it's different. You brought a member in, and you're fucking that. That's member. different than fucking everyone in a group. <laughs> Bringing someone into a group is different than fucking everyone once in, you go into the. Come on, it's different. It's different. <laughs> but if let's let's say okay, let's say that we broke up. I, we wouldn't just like ban this person from the group because I'm, we're not, I'm no longer in the relationship with this person. Oh, like no. if they chose to resign, Sam and Kayla break up. She's gone. Actually, no. Can we keep Kayla? Yeah, we'll, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have <I'm laughs> like, multiple like joint groups with Kayla, and they've all said this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put Kayla there. We'll have Kayla regularly. It's, it's fine. But no, I, it's, I don't. I don't understand like how they think they can just get away with that. Why they think that's acceptable behavior. Like as a president of an organization, it just like I like we we take such painstaking levels to ensure that everyone in the group is in agreement, and uh, she's just like banning, kicking people, removing them just for basic shit. And hey, you stop fucking me now. You're not part of us anymore. Shawnee would decide people aren't um, atheists enough and boot them from the group. <laughs> I remember that. Um, I'm, that's, that's exactly why. That's precisely right. Why we formed the board to do that? They have a board. I don't understand. Like I don't understand why though. It's weird though. Instead of voting to resign, why didn't they vote to remove the president? Unless their bylaws don't allow that. That could be a thing. I don't know their bylaws. Ours that are very... is ours. Ours are written so that 
if one member becomes a problem, the board can get that member off. Yes, absolutely. We we made we made sure that we didn't have another Shawnee person because now we've we've all known each other for a long time. We've been on the board ever since we formed it, and we've worked pretty well together. I just I, I just don't understand why is there so much toxicity in our fucking like I know I mean it's not as toxic as like Catholicism or things like that, but it's weird that you know you have you have some you, of these organizations are fucking making money. I, th- I think they're they're one hundred percent right. When they're putting throw, mo- they're putting their money above their about what's what's morally and ethically correct. When you throw money into it, the morals change. Is it because we don't have enough money as an organization that that's why we're ethical and shit? I don't know. When I was talking to um, a friend who works with um, American atheists, I was venting about like some. I'm like, I don't understand why these things happen. I was like, but then again. Ask isn't a money making machine. <laughs> no, like maybe maybe that's what I'm like. My, or I've said like my morals are probably why um, ask isn't a money. Like there's certain things like I just don't feel comfortable doing in a capitalistic manner with our organization. I think all of us here are in agreement of that. And but American atheist is it maybe a nonprofit? But there's they bring in a lot. They bring in a lot of fucking we money, and they want that money coming in. Yeah, um, Sam says we need more patrons. Yeah. So, uh, so regarding but challenge us morally, give us more money. <laughs> so, it, it, I, some people may question why we say we're sponsored by the atheist atheist side in Knoxville and still have a Patreon. In so much as that we are sponsored by because atheist side of Knoxville hosts our, our our website, and they did the initial investment into the show. The Patreon, the supporters we have on Patreon have upgraded the equipment we, we, we have. Want, we want it to be self sufficient and not drain asks money. Yeah, yeah. So we're not draining asks money any longer. Like, but they are, but they are still hosting us. They are saving us money to the extent of two or three hundred dollars every few years for a web hosting because that's that's honestly not inexpensive. But patrons do like they upgraded our equipment. We got us things that we can play audio and share audio with them when we have it. I haven't really played a lot of audio because there hasn't been anything really truly funny that I, I think. I wanted to play, but we, they have upgraded equipment and, you know, things will need to be replaced. And so, you know, patrons do help out and support the show, but I don't, there, I don't think they could get to the point though, whereas we're bringing in a lot of money and I would know that you were, you had all these allegations and I'd be like, I don't think you could be part of the show anymore. Like anyone in this room, I think myself included, I think if well, any- that, that's the thing about this too, is because it's shocking when us as viewers hear about something like this, but it's like uh, if you haven't seen the movie Tar, it's up for Best Picture. It's fantastic. It's about sexual abuse and roles of power. It's a fantastic fucking movie. But it's the people like if if one of us was a fucking weirdo pervert, we would know. Like that's the thing. The people that worked around him, I don't I don't know these fucking people, but I'm sure the people that worked around him. The uh, the man the men that worked around him I'm sure they still knew that he was a pervert like Justin Rowland getting outed as soon as he was outed all the people around him were like oh yeah oh I hate that guy he doesn't even come to work fuck him like when somebody like people aren't like perverts at work and nobody knows people know they just keep their fucking mouth shut because it's still like a power dynamic that's why this movie tar go watch tar <laughs> <laughs> but i mean and, and and i think that's true of thomas going back to the andrew Torres situation but i don't know i mean you have a, a man who who works with a harvard grad attorney who could be very litigious if need be um 
and that's his that's his money that's his money making machine right yeah, there. Yeah, I'm just saying like if no, you I'm were not around excusing someone it. enough. They, I'm sure they knew that he was doing. I'm not shit. excusing it. I think I think I think if Thomas knew, and I don't, I, I'm gonna, I don't know. I just don't know. But if Thomas knew about those allegations specifically. And if he didn't address it with him, he says, you got to stop. Maybe not specifically, but you would have had to know that this is the type of guy that this person is. Yeah, but it's, it's surprising like, to me. But I don't. But like I said, I because you're a viewer, you don't yeah, work with him every day. That's true. But it's weird to me because, like, as someone who has, like, eyes on them, like, I think about who I associate myself with. When I see certain behavior, I back away from that behavior or that person who is doing that behavior because I recognize that people look at me as a leader in the community in certain aspects. And I know if I'm around somebody who has bad morals in some way or another, that at some point is going to come back to me. You know, if I know they're doing something and I'm not saying something or, you know, like that, that, that it it is because you knew you did nothing. Yeah. I think about this. So if I see somebody and I even start to think this is making me uncomfortable, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling away. I don't want to give somebody, if somebody is trusting my judgment I don't want to lead them in a direction to make them feel like this person is trustworthy when they they may not be. And then it's going to be like, well, I trusted them because I saw you trusting them. You know, like I I like I think about that in relationships. I think about that in my actions. I think about the fact that I have eyes in the community that are on me. And I don't want to lead them in the wrong direction. And that's, I think that's kind of why I'm torn on the whole Thomas, the co-host um, situation, because I don't know how much he knew, but his actions afterwards are kind of conflicting. He comes off as genuine, but he's also immediately directing people to his Patreon and trying to you know, maintain like, that income. Like, like I it's said, tough. Pe- people get into these situations that happens in workplaces, or this is basically a workplace. Sure. Uh where the guy probably knows that he's kind of a creep, but his career is dependent on him because a lot of people are coming to the show. I don't, I, like I said, I don't even know what the guys are talking about. I don't watch the show or listen to the show. Um, I'm sure a lot of people were coming for that specific person, so it becomes a weird situation for him where he might think he's a creep, but he realizes his career is dependent on him. And somehow. he just he, he he actually had dropped off another podcast that he was doing called Philosophers in Space. Um, Aaron Rabinowitz, uh, Aaron most known as Aaron Raw, is on that oh, yeah. show um, with someone else in exception is here. They, they would tell me um, we we met them at uh, at uh, NanoCon in twenty um, twenty eighteen. Um, very prominent um, podcaster. I think they did um, the Gatheist podcast. I'm I not sure. Callie Ron. Wright. Callie Wright is yeah. the person I'm talking about. Very. I met Raw a few times actually. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah. So, but Aaron Aaron Raw is he's he's not he's actually he they he's been helping the victims pledging resources. The other podcast I listen to that's kind of in the periphery is Cognitive Dissonance. They pledged money to the victims because they've kind of worked with Andrew in the past, but they're not really affiliated with Andrew. But it, unfortunately, this 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 Andrew was involved in a lot of different podcasts in the in, in very prominent atheist secular podcasts, and they, like all of them had to fucking address this. Like a lot of shows are being affected by this one fucked up person. That's kind of why. 
why it was such a shock to me. Like all this came crashing down and it's like literally like my entire week was me listening to these amazing podcasts and now half of them are just done. Some were canceled. Like I just, it's, it's just been, it's been a shit show and it's just like, if only there was accountability. And so hopefully this creator accountability network that's being created can help alleviate and address that and allow victims a safe place to come forward that will force accountability. Because if you go to someone like Thomas Smith, who's, who's beholden to, to that show with, to his income, like he needs to feed his baby. I understand that. Like he's got to make that decision. Do I cancel? Do I quit this show that's been providing my livelihood or do, you know, so, but by going to a third party that can enforce that, I think is a good resource. And a lot of people are pouring money and re and, um, and they're, they're still building it, though. There's still applications on how you, how you can be involved, how you can help. Um, I may throw a link in there. I may not, um, depending on if I can find a – if anyone is to be involved in that. But it's just been a shit week. Um, but American atheists just cannot stay embro embroiled in, in shit like that. And I think it's, I think you're right. I think once it comes down to the money, they always – there's a lot of people, the atheist secular community is not is not immune from it. Money over ethics and money over morals. Speaking of shitty organizations, um, secular organizations, fuck the Satanic Temple. Uh, have y'all seen what the um, name of their uh, yeah. new reproductive health network Was it the Ted Cruz wife? No, it's Samuel Alito's Samuel mom. Samuel Alito's mom. mom. Okay. <laughs> Samuel Alito's mom. That's funny. But, <laughs> like, fuck Satanic Temple. I don't know. Like, you know, if they fucking have success and fight some laws and get protection. That's going to go nowhere. It's, it's not, I don't think it's going to work. I think, and they're charging fucking $90 for the medication and stuff. And it's like... Y'all are fucking bringing in a lot of fucking money, and y'all, you need to be providing it for like people with no income. And I don't know; I haven't seen if they are. But uh, just real quick aside, the I talked about it a few weeks a few weeks back, um, maybe maybe a month back, where a judge is set to rule whether the FDA can, and in fact, authorize federal use of mifeprestone, the abortion drug pill. And the ruling could come out as early as Friday. Some activist groups um, like Aid Access and Plan C are encouraging people, despite the FDA warning against it, to stockpile and buy these because he could rule and rule against the, that FDA. And that'll be embroiled in a legal battle where they won't be available until he goes through the entire process. It'll go to the Fifth Circuit, which is a heavily right-wing Fifth Circuit. And after that, it goes to the Supreme Court. Yeah. And we already know what they're going to do. What, what's it going to take to get so. liberals to realize they got to fucking step up? Yeah, so, but you can still, now their aid access still um, helps people get those pills from overseas. It does cost money and it does take a long, it does take a while to get there. The problem is that, you know, they're only uh, effective up to 10 weeks. So you have to know pretty early on if it takes two to three weeks from to get from overseas to here. You have to know pretty early on whether you're pregnant or not for those pills to be effective. So it's it's crucial that those pills remain um, available here in the United States. So we're, we're the, the White House is prepping for this ruling as early as this Friday when the briefs are due. Of course, this comes out on Sunday. We probably won't hear it by then, but it's, it is coming very, very soon. Look for that. But um, if you uh, don't have those pills and you, you find you can get them, they do, they do have a shelf life of two years and room temperature. So get them when you can if you can. And that's just wanted to just point that out. I already have a stockpile. Good for you. 
Good for you. All right, so the other big drama this week about something that you should cancel. We we knew it was coming up. Uh, I didn't know that once that this game dropped, that the shitstorm that it would have created. You're talking about the Harry Potter game? Yeah. Okay. So Hog- Hogwarts Legacy, we've been talking about how J.K. Rowling, obviously, is a complete piece of shit, and they think that their fame equals... Uh, a a positive affirmation of their role in destroying trans rights. They have literally said that. So people have been boycotting this game. It didn't work at all because, A, liberals don't care, and guess what? Harry Potter got a huge new fan base over the weekend. Did they? Yeah! Nazis love Harry Potter now all of a sudden. So I I specifically... (laughs) I've been stuck in a hospital for five days with nothing to do. So I uh, tried to rile up as much Nazis as possible with as little as possible. All I had to do was go to any review site that reviewed the thing and say, trans rights are human rights. Just say easy stuff like that and go and turn off notifications and then just wait for them to jump to my page and try to harass me. And I I corralled them into one post. So I have a post on my Facebook that has literal dozens of Nazis saying they love Harry Potter and that... (laughs) so so i've been using that i it's i think it's been very good to show trans uh people that are actually allies that uh this is who the harry potter community is now that you cannot support this game or support harry potter in general without contributing to this in a way and the I, i don't think there's ever been a game or media product that has been in this situation before so uh, this game was number one on streaming when it came out, and a lot of literal alt-right people that have never been interested in Harry Potter before decided to stream Harry Potter just because it supports J.K. Rowling and her anti-trans stuff. Like, literally, I I've, I literally had Nazis telling me that they bought the game or wanted to buy the game or support the game because they wanted to push the 41% uh, suicide rate up to 42. So, uh, they said that or no, 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 I've, I've had multiple ones say that, that they, they, <laughs> they specifically see the game. Like I said, the, JK Rowling said this herself, that she sees her fame as an affirmation that her anti-trans views are uh, relative and that people support her. And now I have seen those same words come out of Nazis mouth. And then I have seen liberals and people that call themselves ally bend their fucking back over like they're fucking possessed in the exorcist trying to excuse why it's okay for them to play. Um, I've heard everything from, I have one trans friend that told me it was okay. <laughs> I'm like, uh, is that like your one black friend that gave you the inward pass? Cause that's what it sounds like. I, I think there is a, a line that we kind of need to be careful with on this. And that while it's fine to call the ones who are there specifically for the anti-trans hate and the ones who acknowledge it for what the game really is and celebrating it for that, it's fine to call them degenerates, Nazis, whatever the case may be. But it's also keep in mind this show has a name for a reason on the fringe. We are a fringe kind of group. We're leftists and we got to be careful of not being the stereotypical calling everyone who plays the game a Nazi. I'm not saying they're Nazis. I'm saying that they are now uh, in league with Nazis in a certain way. Yeah, sure. But <laughs> it's, it's, but it's our, it's, it's, it's our duty to help educate and maybe you can call for Boy- Boy to Come this game and stating your reasons why. I think it's... I have not seen one liberal back down from being educated. 
I have, <laughs> I've seen them double down harder and try to make excuses. No, I, I, I get, I get, I get that's a problem, but we, I think there is still some, some line because otherwise we are the extreme cancel culture leftist. Oh no. Well, I mean, if it's... anyone knows me talking about shit, I don't believe in cancel culture at all, but I think that this, that JK Rowling is a very specific case. Like I, I, I was explaining it to somebody in, in a comment, they brought up Marilyn Manson and I'm like, okay, imagine someone, like you were saying, imagine the pe- person you were talking about earlier. If the reason someone was canceled and they were using their fame and money to pass laws, like imagine if someone was canceled for being a rapist and then they used their fame and money to make rape legal. That's basically what's happening with J.K. Rowling. She's, yeah, she, she puts her money directly into anti-trans legislation like legislation like like that's that's what her money goes through is things to harm directly harm the trans community so yeah we should be starving her of money in my opinion like i i i I agree with that i don't i don't spend money on the shit um i don't spend money on um chick-fil-a but for like the same reason i know any money I spend there is, yeah. you know, is, there's a portion of it that will go towards or Hobby Lobby anti-gay shit, you know, or anti you know, like LGBT overall. Um, she directly looks at people still buying her game, her uh, like the Harry Potter stuff, the games. While Harry Potter absolutely has has become bigger than her in a way, she. In her mind, people buying her stuff, and she has said this outright, people buying her stuff, playing her game, still out there supporting Harry Potter is supporting her views. And her just equating. Like, it, it's if she didn't look at it like that, if she didn't view it like that, then, like, I, I, like, I would say, like, yeah, do it secondhand, things like that. But the simple fact that... Every little, every time someone talks about Harry Potter, she views that as validation for her views on the trans community. When, by and large, I guarantee that's not the case. Now, the uprising it's of... It's not. It's not. No, no, no. But I mean, people you know, need people, to be but, aware. But, but, it, people, it doesn't matter if, like, like intent does not negate harm. I, you yeah. may not. You may yeah. not look at that, but you need to know that she looks at it that way. I, I think. I, I think a lot of sense too that people are woefully misinformed. People. People go through, like they're. They're not like us. We try. We try to know as much what's going on. What's what, what's what's affecting our communities. What's affecting our nation. Laws, so on and so forth. There are people who go through life oh, happy, not knowing fucking anything. There's people I'm right sure there's now who don't even know. Don't. There are people who know who love Harry Potter, don't even know a shit thing about J.K. Rowling and her views, and so. There's those 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 are the people that we need try, that we're try, that I'm trying to help educate. Yeah, but I don't. Ones, but I think there's yeah. a line because I don't. Some people that need to learn what's going on, and you need to explain it to them. And you need to find. You need to. I say this with any politics. You need to figure out where they're at. Like you need to figure out where they're at. Can are are they being hard headed on purpose, or, or do they genuinely not? Know? I know. I know what you're saying. I know there are some who are legitimately going to make excuses because they they love this atmosphere. They love that wizarding world so much that they will yes bend over backwards but, because but like because they try to separate it in their mind. They're like, well, I 
And I'm a trans and, ally. And I, yeah, well, I, I've talked before about it, but I think this game specifically proves it even more. So, so I've heard, I, like I said, I've heard every excuse in the book. I've heard them say J.K. Rowling didn't do anything and have anything to do with the story of the game. Then why is the story of the game about Jewish caricatures trying to fight for their freedom, and your entire point of the game is to kill them? Like the goblins in the world are Jewish caricatures. That's one hundred percent. Like you cannot argue that they even have the curly little side things as Hasidic Jews do. Like it is very obvious. Um, I've had, like I said, like I've had a lot of Nazis try to harass me, which I am unharassable online. You fucking idiots. Uh, I've had literal Nazis tell me that they are playing the game because they see it as a Jewish killing simulator. I've, I've had multiple ones say that to me. I, the, only, I, I'm, the only way I'm going to shit on you for right now is the Sirona thing. Um, I think it's a reach. I think... Uh, no, 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 no. Hold okay. on. Because Sirona... And I looked oh, it up. I've heard this. Oh, like I said, I've heard it all. So go ahead. I've heard this one. Sir's name, the root, is uh-huh. a long vowel. That's great. Why is her last name Ryan? I don't know. Why is Alistair's last name Elliot? Elliot's a... Gen- Look, they made the name. Look, okay... In Harry Potter, there is a. History. I think it's a stretch. I think I think you're I think you're Tucker there, Carlson, Matt M and M's with there this. There is a history in J.K. Rowling of her naming things. The, it's it's a it's okay. I'll give you the Cho Chang okay, thing. I'll the, give you the that. Cho Chang. The I'll uh, give you that. Chinese specific people were very pissed off at the Cho Chang name, and then there's Kingsley Shacklebolt. Are so, you going to defend that one too? Um, the the name what is the name Serona yeah. Serona Serona Ryan Serona Ryan so Serona is a Scottish Celtic it means name, star right? yeah it means star so Ryan is a Irish surname oh still in that region right I think it's a reach so that, that's the only one. I, I will grant you everything else I will grant I will grant you I, I the anti semitism I will grant you the the shacklebolt I will grant you that one I will grant you Cho Chang but this one I, I think I, is a reach I think I think, I it's think a reach. that it's a part of the world of Harry Potter, Harry Potter names in general. I think we're are, picking the wrong fights and we're embarrassing ourselves. If we, if we, we latch on shit like that, I think I think, I think it's I think the it's, name I, the name is one I I don't think we should cling to. But there are definitely other. There things. are things. I, there are, there are think, legitimate things with that. De- I think the developers. My my point is the developers. Uh, this is the, my main point is that you <laughs> cannot separate the art from the artist. Harry Potter is a neo is neoliberal propaganda. I have I have literally seen Nazis call trans people muggles and say you will never have power you will never be a female you do you are a muggle i, mean, I have the, heard them say that i mean I, i'm not gonna argue that i, I i'm saying know, it's I'm not, in the world yeah i i definitely but and i've I heard jewish people say name... oh no oh they that that horn in the picture isn't exactly look like a jewish horn and i'm like yeah it duh. says it in the game that it is one doesn't it yeah oh yeah it the, specifically says what oh, it doesn't oh, matter oh, if it, it doesn't matter if it looks exactly the same i, I still th- i still sh- think though that so, as a fringe community there is a line we kind of need to walk when trying to educate people and there are certain things that we have to pick our battles is all i'm saying on this one there are definitely things to attack and other things and and if you attack like the thing like the, the name and the other various things you detract from the global issue of trans human rights and the anti-semitism i think it detracts from that i think i think it may i think they're gonna make fun of us for that like we make fun of tucker carlson i mean i think i think is- no 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 they already feel like that in general that doesn't fucking matter they like they feel like 
being mad at a video game is already the you are already where you think they get you mad are. at Last of Us too. What the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, um, exactly. Like like that argument, they are already way past that. As a trans person, like we we have memes that go around about the names that we pick as trans in- individuals for ourselves. Like we joke about it all the time because there's like. There's patterns in the name. Every now and then you get that fluke person who names themselves Matt. But, like, usually we like unique names. And to me, Serona Ryan is a very fucking trans name. Sure. Especially, like, like, for me, I have... Like Fine. my 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 names I, I th- go back I th- I th- Scottish. I, I wanted a, to stay to that. I, th- so. I think I think that it it was kind of meant to that, that that someone thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. I don't think they actually have anyone of the community working on this stuff. And guess what? They killed the character pretty early, anyways. Then they also the voice actor. Then they pitch the voice actor's yeah. voice down. Like like it's a it's all a joke. Like like let's let's be honest. It's it was all a joke. It was the reason they put that character in the game is so that liberals can feel better about playing it. Sure, sure, but. I I think I still think, we, but we as leftists still need liberals, and so we have to be careful in how we engage with I them. I think it's weird. I it th- is fine, 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 fine. But we can't, but we can't ostracize them and then have them think that we're no longer on their side because we unfortunately still do need them. They're the I majority. mean, that that is the whole point that I think that this is making is they're like, I'm a trans ally. They're like, oh, cool. So that you're not going to play the Harry Potter game, and they're like, oh, no, 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 that's going too far. I think that is showing where they're. It, it is. It is. is it is a precursor to what level of inconvenience they're willing to experience. Exactly. Before that's, they support that's what. Yeah. Trans exactly. Rights. I did post that. What level of like people like we we talk about the bills that are passed uh, that are in in right now trying to be passed so what level of discomfort are they willing to show to support trans people and they have just shown that not playing a video game is a step too far but they also go to universal studios they go on twitter because twitter was ran by purchased by elon musk yeah whoa, 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 whoa. now see this is the other argument I'm, I'm way ahead of you uh that's the there's no ethical consumption under capitalism you're talking about no no he's anti-trans character. elon musk has yeah, said he, he's yeah. attacked he, he's, yeah, attacked, he's a rich eh, person that wait. owns everything there's no ethical consumption over under capitalism i get it I, that's but not what i'm is. saying so, but why is it okay to support elon musk because every you time support, you go you on can't. elon musk you are supporting him uh, you are I've, I've you're doing the because, ad revenue because it's, you can't because you can't uh, it's the that's the there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. No ethical consumption under capitalism is supposed to mean that the system itself is so evil and the people are so rich and big that you can't avoid using their products, but, no matter but, which direction but, you go. But a simple choice of this one product I'm not going to use can be made. But Elon there, Musk has said openly. Okay. Has said openly trans yeah. or, or transphobic shit on Twitter. He's a billionaire. Posting on Twitter makes money. I since he's, he's owned it, money. I think I vote. But still, you're he's still there. Are it's there, still he, it's he would lose tr- a lot le- money a lot faster if people did not go to his. The, I, I, I think Twitter is kind of big. Facebook is big. Why don't you still use Facebook? You can use the same fucking you, the, you, you Why said, do you still use Facebook? You, you said, you said this game is big. Has Zuckerberg said openly transphobic Not that stuff? I know of. Not that I know of. But but there's a huge community. Uh, like, hey, go to Twitter. There's and talk a huge to community. I've, of... I've I've been I've I've been I, like I said I have had nothing else to do but look at this. The trans community on Twitter is huge, and they they care about that space, and they don't they won't let someone like him run them off of it. They still need a platform, and there is no 
we've already talked about this before. There is no bigger platform for they, them to go to to reach the type of audience as Twitter will allow them to. And but that's fucking that's true. That's why I'm selective. I know that how much I use Twitter, there's going to be a certain amount of money that is generated from it. So I am careful about when I use it, and I reserve it for times only when this information needs to go out quickly. Or, or who this you support is on the, the like platform. But it's like since he has owned it, I've had one thread that I've posted, and that is it. Yeah, I think there. I think I think that Twitter is still too. Like I said, it is still a place to get fast. Like you said, fast information about a topic that you're not going to find on Facebook. A lot of the stuff coming out, like you're not going to like. Facebook is too. But all we'd have, like Mastodon's out there. All we need to do is all learn that, and then we can move over there, and we can say fuck uh, him. That'll happen eventually. But that's the whole point of the no ethical consumption under capitalism thing. That's what it's supposed to mean. It's supposed to mean I can't stop using this because my other options are just as bad. And when another option that is just as strong as Twitter comes up, that's when we'll leave. But we can't. We can't leave Facebook. We can't leave Mastodon stronger by all going there. And we can use that too. We all use it. It like. So, so, but, but here, here, here I'm, I'm wrapping up here. I think the conversation that really needs to happen is though that the education is what needs to happen. Um, but the ostracizing, I know they're not they're not ready for that yet. They're not ready to, you know, they may claim to be allies, but that's where you continue the education. I think we are doing ourselves as leftists as a disservice by openly attacking those who aren't doing it because it's anti-trans now fuck those nazis who are playing it for that fuck everyone else who's doing it who for the sole intention of oh i'm gonna go kill people that i think are jews fuck every one of them but everyone else who just who grew up in the world of harry potter before they knew jk rowling was a piece of shit who who like just enjoyed that world not through adults now but whatever i think that it's still a line we need to a line we need to, to walk to keep them on our side because we still need them but they need to be educated but if we start attacking them, then we're going to lose them as allies. So I think it's. I think there's. I, I th- yeah, sure. Educate them, but see where they land and see how easy sure. it is for them to land on and the you other can, side. And you can, you can, and you can, hundred percent judge how you want to continue your relationship with that individual based on their their interactions. But now is not the time to just openly attack unless they're like, uh, yeah, fuck trans or I don't. They're, you know, they're not real anyways. Yeah, fuck those people. You shouldn't be friends with them in the first place. But I still think there is a line. And that's where we need to be right now. Oh, yeah. There is a line in the sand. So, all right. Well, this is a typical long record, but we had a lot to say. This can wrap us up for episode 98 of Apostates on the Fringe. Thank you guys again for joining us this week. As always, please head over to Patreon to help contribute to the show, upgrade equipment, replace equipment, everything we need to help grow the show. Over at patreon.com slash apostate pod. If you'd like to listen to old episodes, get links to the articles, or to contact the show to give us hate mail or whatever the case may be, head on over to apostatepod.com and we will see you all next week. Post edit. Um, because it was a long episode, we did not get to do an update on Cop City. We're going to be doing some more research on the update of Tortuga. I'm going to try to get someone from um, the Forest Defenders to come on and speak with us. Perfect. And well. the, and our patrons actually made that possible. The patrons who's, who help support us have already made it possible for us to be able to do an interview over Zoom and record that. So thank everyone who is a patron. But we will we will update the, the tour and Cop City situation as it unfolds, as information is now coming out that has been contradictory. But we will see you all again next week. Thank you all very much.
views and opinions of the hosts of Apostates on the Fringe do not represent the views and opinions of the Atheist Society of Knoxville. For links to all our musical contributors, go to apostatepod.com and check the About Us page. A big thank you to Michael Scott Arden, who allows the show to use his full catalog.